Episode 90 of the Hanging with Coach Noonan podcast features world-renowned strength coach Travis Mash. Travis Mash has been strength training for over 21 years and has been working with athletes on their strength, speed, and athletic performance for over 15 years. Travis has worked with athletes and non-athletes of all levels, from NFL and Olympic hopefuls to 7-year-olds just starting out to a 7-year-old senior seeking increased mobility. Travis is a published author for several strength and conditioning journals and continues to work with several college and universities such as University of North Carolina, Wake Forest University, Appalachian State University, and Wofford University. Travis is a current world champion in powerlifting and has held the all-time pound-for-pound world record. He is also an Olympic hopeful in weightlifting and was recruited for the U.S. men's bobsled team. Having been a world champion, Travis is able to share his champion mentality with his athletes and non-athletes alike. We dive into Coach Mash's coaching mindset, both of athletes and coaching coaches, as well as where he plans to direct his efforts after the upcoming Olympic Games. Check out www.mashelite.com for articles, programs, and more, and make sure to follow Coach Mash on social media as well. Before we jump into today's episode, just a few housekeeping things. Remember to follow the show on Twitter at HWCN Podcast and share this episode or any that you find value in. Also, please don't forget to rate and review the show to help it grow. Check out Texas Treaties Cookies in the Dallas area if you're looking for a cookie that's almost as good to eat as it looks. If you're trying to step up your menswear game, check out Etiquette Dawn for some great custom apparel. Make sure you check out Viking Coffee Company, the official podcast, Coffee. Drink coffee and work hard. And if you need a quick solution on keeping your locker room and weight room sanitized, especially during the summertime in between uh, different programming sessions, check out Xanago Sprayer. Check out Xanago.com for more info. Now, enjoy today's episode with Coach Travis Mash. On today's episode of the Hangout with Coach Noonan podcast, I am joined by a legend in the strength and conditioning field and truly one of the one of the best people to follow on Twitter, not just for uh, strength and conditioning, but just life stuff in general, Coach Travis Mash. Coach Mash, thank you for uh, taking the time out. I know you're a busy guy. You got a lot going on, but I'm humbled that you want to record on my podcast. Oh, no, no, no problem. I'm glad we finally got it done. I know we've, we've talked about it. And yeah. Lately until now, I've been super busy, but I'd like to believe that I finally got my life somewhat organized. <laughs> I understand. I understand. You know, we're, we're just kicking off our uh, summer strength conditioning camp. Um, you know, this is June 7th when we're, when we are recording this episode. So we're two days in and they will just, uh, a lot of what I've, I've gleaned from you and, and following you, but then also, you know, purchasing and, and downloading some of the materials that you've put out. I've, I've been able to, you know, kind of test them myself and then look at incorporating into uh, our programming, um, you know, and I, I'm sure you'd be the first to say none of your stuff is necessarily revolutionary. It's just how you piece it together and how you implement it really just comes down to 
what you know works best for your athletes? Yeah, I don't think there is anything out there, you know, revolutionary anymore. Some, I guess it's all about the attention to detail would be the key. It's like, how good are you at like refining people? It's easy to program a squat, but you know, can you teach a squat? And like, how do you teach it? So it comes down to that. That's going to separate coaches nowadays. Where you're at in your career, in terms of all the accomplishments and, and the follow and everything, if you were to rewind 5, 10, 15 years ago, could you fathom where you've gotten to? No, because yeah, if, if people knew where I grew up, you know, I grew up in, in the deep mountains of North Carolina, 30 minutes down a dirt road. So, like, no, I would never have guessed, you know, I'm the – in my home, you know, my family, in my hometown, I'm the only one who left. And so, like, so no, I never would guess I would be in Greece coaching athletes, you know, against other countries. So I'm, I'm, I'm very blessed. Where did that strength and conditioning, the lifting bug, when did that really take hold? And, and at what point did you realize, like, hey, I'm actually pretty good at this coaching thing? Well, the, the lifting bug happened when I was 11. I was watching uh, The Incredible Hulk <laughs> back in the day. You know, the it was uh, Lou Frigno was on, on, on the TV. And my uncle told me that, hey, that's a real person. And it blew my mind. I'm like, that, that's, and I, he explained to me that he was a bodybuilder and that if you do this, this is what happens. And so I started lifting when I was 11. Um, I started competing when I was 12. We had, luckily, in my small town in the, in the mountains there, we had this, what was called powerlifting, but it was like clean and jerk, squat, bench, deadlift. So I got a little bit of both of those sports, and um, it was really a game changer for me because, you know, as an athlete, you know, as a short, you know, five foot seven athlete, it was a big div- differentiator for me. So I was, a, nor, I was right out of the gate, I was stronger than most people, and it really helped me get faster and jump higher. And that's what I started remembering when I was, you know, I played football at Appalachian State University. When I was done there, you know, it was, I was, I was still fascinated with the fact that lifting had taken me so far. And so I, I wanted to pass that on. And so um, I think my first athlete was like 1996. And so Jenny Driscoll, she was a, she was a, a volleyball player on her way to play college volleyball and so i was i at that time i was in colorado springs and i was training with west barnett working my way towards the olympic training center and uh so i was working at world gym at the time um which is a gym out there and that's where he was coaching so i was started working at the gym naturally and started coaching her and Loved it. Saw her get a lot better. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I think about it. It's amazing that she got better because I didn't know anything. <laughs> and so, but but it, it was enough that you know she got better. But anyway, I, I fell in love with the whole thing. And luckily, though, I was out there at a good time. You know, Charles Polican was right down was right down the road at Champion Health. Um, also, Champion Health. You know, that's where Dr. Light, Mike Leahy, the inventor of active release technique, he was there. T Nation was getting started there. So I met all those guys uh, from T Nation. And uh, it was just, it was just, it seemed like the neck, well, I guess the NSCA was there. And so I just met all these coaches. And I guess I had no choice but to get better at it. But yeah. a lot of luck, a lot of luck involved. Right. A lot of times it's, it's 
it's so much about where you're at, right? And, and yeah. I guess early on, because now, you know, where, and I guess to, to a degree, it still matters where you're at, but now the way in which information is shared between coaches that we can scroll on somebody's Twitter feed, find them on YouTube, they've got eBooks and, you know, they're just, it's so much easier to gain information, but it's almost, it's almost too easy, right? We, we, we forget about just getting in there and the application of things, um, you know, because just because I have your programs doesn't mean I coach like Travis Mash, right. Right? you know, and, and I see the videos and I'm like, okay, I, I understand that, but just the way in which we process information. So when, when coaches approach you asking for whether it's a program or feedback, like how do you go about giving that, you know, because part of that is your time, right? You, you have right. to give of your time and, then the other part of it is you have to make a living to, to take care of your family. So how do you balance free information versus charging versus just directing them to say, Hey, I've got this for purchase. I'm sorry. I can't give you what you're looking for because it's here, you know? Right. Well, you know, I try to give like maybe three to one is like, uh, I started with elite FTS back in the day. They were like one of the first companies that sponsored me. And so I, um, I learned from Dave Tate that, you know, he gives away a ton of things. And so I learned to give, and you know, and the more you give, the more people trust you and they, they learn about you. And then inevitably people feel compelled to buy your products because you've helped them so much. And so, you know, I just, I like to teach. It's the whole reason I went back to school is I wanted to be able to give more to you know, coaches like you, I feel like I'm at the point in my career now where I'd much rather um, coach coaches than bring on any new athletes. I feel like I'm probably at the point in my career where I won't coach anybody new again as far as athletes. Like after, you know, this Olympics, I'm not sure if I'll continue on coaching at all, but I really enjoy working with, you know, guys like you and like helping. I feel like you have a bigger impact. If I, if I take five coaches and I make help to in some way make them better then man i just impacted all the people that they'll ever talk to you know think about what charles Pilkin did for me and like you know that's a greater impact and it's just you know and plus it's something new i really enjoy working with coaches it's just like you know help if i can help a coach for example like you know motivate or like recruit more athletes like you know i just changed their whole life too and uh, I feel like sometimes coaches are more, are like more receptive and like more appreciative of what you do for them. But um, so like the, the, the whole thing would be as, as far as when you're teaching a, a coach like yourself is like, you have all these things. It's like an artist, you know, an artist, maybe they can draw, you know, maybe they're, they're talented at, you know, framing art a certain way. But like it's it's how you take all these tools and you piece them together. It's like that's your art. It's like I can teach you everything I know, and the way you present it to your athlete will be different. That's your art. That's, that is your, you know, that is your like fingerprint that you leave on this earth. And so, I just try to give as many tools as I can. Try to make sure that your art is good because there are some bad artists, you know. So, but like, make sure that you know how to do certain things. I feel like if you teach them, if you teach them coach this if you teach them basic biomechanics 
Once you understand that, then you know movement. You need to teach them basic physiology because then you know how the body works inside there. And, you know, you got to know anatomy with that. And so, and then you teach them like, you know, the basics on monitoring. Well, you, then you can do pretty much, you can, you can become a great coach in a lot of different ways. Hence your art. Oh, I love that, man. And you know, you, to talk about, you know, people like Charles Poliquin and Dave Tate and just the legacies that, that they've left. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Charles not being with us, but Dave still being with us. It's crazy. Um, you know, for me, I, I feel like I've really kind of been late in a sense to discover who some of these people are in terms of, um, you know, like Charles Poliquin and, and, but I've known who Dave Tate and elite FTS are for a while, but as far as the strength conditioning world, like that's still new for me to an extent, you know, this is coming up on my, uh, 14th year of, of coaching. Um, but I would say this is the fifth or sixth year where it's truly more entrenched with the strength and conditioning side of things. Like I've always loved to lift. Um, I was not very good in high school in terms of strength and speed, uh, but I worked my butt off. Um, it's just when you're, you know, five, six, and you don't run out of sight in a day, you know, there's no, your dreams of playing collegiate ball, particularly at a, at a high level university, or they, they get shut down real fast, um, you know, and sure. that's okay. But uh, to have gotten into coaching, I don't know that there's another, profession that would that suits me better um but you know when you talk about what you want to do in terms of giving back i, I think that's the, the biggest reason why we all get into coaching is just that give back um and to have conversations with you know you and you know a coach like joey Berglis or alan bishop who referenced charles Baldwin, and then you know to, to just watch the dave tate videos on youtube and how he coaches and I've had conversations with colleagues um, and it's just like, man, he's, he's like a savant with, with his coaching style. And he just tells you bluntly, but it's also direct to what you need to adjust. You know, there's no sugar coating, but there's also no malice in terms of, Hey, if you suck, you suck. And you just, you know, at least, at least it's Dave Tate telling you, you suck and you're, you're going to, adhere to it at least or hopefully you know I, I mean i don't know i guess some people probably take it harder but i was like if he told me i suck well okay i suck I'll, how do i get better and he's gonna find a way to get me better right right i think honestly he's important as a coach you know i'm he's a little bit more you know to the point than than i might be but i think uh you made a point of a second ago about how like you know you went through you know high school and like it wasn't in the cards necessarily to play and it reminds me i read the other day of the odds of all the high school athletes right now that are playing a sport the odds of them playing at a d1 is like you know less than a percent and then d2 well i think it was like 1.2 percent and then d2 was like 1.1 percent and then d3 was even like like two percent and like so the odds are everyone you know listening the people you're coaching the odds of them playing after high school are very slim. And so like, uh, no matter what their sport, and then brings me to the point of like, why do we coach? And like something that I think a lot of coaches need to hear is this, is that 
most of the people you're coaching aren't going anywhere. And so like, it's more important that we do this. And I'm about to tell you is that whoever comes, you know, through our doors is that they leave us with a love of training and working out and being healthy is way more important than them leaving us as a better athlete. Because like, you know, if they're five, six and run a five, three forty, then no matter what you do, they're not playing. But like, if they leave you loving to work out and loving to train and learning how to set goals and learning how to adhere to, you know, a plan, like they leave you with lessons that they're going to take throughout the rest of their lives in whatever they do, whether it's working, you know, a job, you know, built, you know, buying a business, uh, having a family. And if they love working out, you know, you've made that person healthy for the rest of their lives. And if you look at not to mention healthy, but, um, you know, just lately learning, you know, the impact on the mental health right now, it's so bad. Like every year it's getting worse. And these, these kids are with social media, you know, they're going with, got a fear of missing out they're getting bullied and stalked and like working out is shown in every single study that's ever been done to help you know with with depression and with anxiety so my point is we have a bigger job than just making great athletes we have a better job of making healthy happy people i need i'm going to take that part right there <laughs> and every administration from an educational standpoint and probably others you just need to have that on repeat because I think so many times we get as we, as, as I say, coaches and then, and then athletics, we get bagged on, right? Yeah. All you care about is wins. All you care about is producing the next big deal. Well, here's the deal in 14 years of coaching, I've had one legitimate power five defense alignment that I that I can say that I coached, right. I won't take, I'm not going to take credit for another coach's kid who I inherited that really my job was don't screw him up. He's already good. <laughs> At least right. I can say, like, I can say that I had a huge hand in the development of that young man. Um, not to say I didn't help the other ones, but you know, I haven't, and maybe it's because I, of the places that I've been, I haven't had a plethora of, highly talented god gifted individuals i've had way more of the smaller undersized have to work their tail off and have to be technicians and i take pride in that because i see myself in that it's like i'm not the smartest i, I i'm not the strongest i'm not the fastest i'm not ever going to jump high so i'm going to have to outwork you i'm going to find out how to work harder but i'm also going to find out how to work more efficiently because i'm just you know, time is precious and I'm not going to waste it. And as I get older, I realize more and more like we can sit there and grind out for an hour and a half and two hours, but are we really accomplishing anything or can we just get in here, get it done and move yeah. on about the day? Yeah, man. Yeah, totally. Like, um, you, you, yeah, down in Texas, I can imagine that it's the pressure that they put on the, the, the coaches is pretty extreme. So, but there's a whole lot more to coaching than just like making great athletes plus i mean there's all the studies if you ever read, uh, read the book spark it's it's an easy to read book that shows how clear clearly that strength training affects like a, a person's ability to learn too so a whole lot more to a strength conditioning coach or a PE coach 
than just, you know, making great athletes. Now, that being said, I love to love to win. And anyone who's ever been coached by me, I'm obsessive, but you know, I really talk it to myself that we do a whole lot more than just win. So I know you talked about or you made the mention that this is probably you're coming to an end in terms of taking on new athletes to coach yourself. But talk us through the process of what it what it was been like to kind of get to the point where you can truly be selective uh, in terms of who you take on as a client base. I'm sure early on you were probably trying to take on as many as you can to establish and then right. you get to a point where you're like, okay, I, I'm I'm pretty good at this. I can be more selective. I'm not just going to take anybody um, that wants to offer up, you know, time and money because I have I, you personally have coaching goals, but then you know where your coaching styles better suit as well. Right, man. It's it's been a work in progress. Obviously, I remember. When I started my business in 2009, like, yeah, I was going to take on any athlete I could because I'm trying to, you know, I was getting married to my, who's my wife now, Emily Drews. Yesterday, we celebrated 13 years of being married. But, you know, like, yeah, I had to support my wife. And, you know, we had, had goals for a future family, which now we do. You know, we have four children. And, you know, so, uh, yeah, I was taking on whoever I could. And then, um, yeah, I know when we grew really fast, you know, Peter, like, I know that we were, we started in the back of a gym with 400 square feet. And in no time at all, I had 150 athletes in the back of that. <laughs> it was just crazy what we were doing. So we bought our own place, but, um, but came, what come with that was like, we were doing really well financially, but like, I didn't like coaching all those people because, you know, there was a good chunk of them that I knew that I wasn't getting through to them. I knew that, their parents were bringing them to me because their parents had this big dream that the kids didn't share. And like, I couldn't, I, so I couldn't be honest. I couldn't tell the parent, like you are pushing this child somewhere where that child doesn't want to go. So, you know, like, you know, and plus most of the time the parents had these dreams that were impossible. Like I could tell, like, you know, the athlete, like, for example, one time I get an email from a parent, that said, hey, we, you know, we thought of, we'll just say player X's um, goals for the next year. And it was like to run a 4740 to gain 30 pounds. It was all these things. And I'm like, and this athlete we're talking about at the time might have run a 5540, you know, and like, and I'm like, so I met with them and it was the first person. It, that's where it started right there, the change. And I met with them and I was honest. I'm like, this is, I mean, this is, um, out of the question like this is not realistic all you're going to do is set your son up for unrealistic expectations and they're going to be you know they're going to hate training because they're not going to run a 4740 you know like people are so ridiculous with what they think that you know the parent now if that same child would have come to me and said that you know and was really motivated then i would have said well if this is has a chance i would have laid up like a four-year plan to maybe get there with them knowing good and well that it's a long shot but in one year anyone who says that's possible is a liar and they're just trying to take your money so mom and dad out there listening right now if someone tells you that they can take your 5540 son or daughter and make them 47 in a year is lying straight it's just not the way physiology happens 
Like there's so many things that needs to happen for that person. So like it was a good it was a good time in my life when I just started being honest. And then you know I was able to start making income in other areas of life. And then I got to the point where I did not have to coach in person athletes, and that was such a good feeling. It was you know and like uh, it's not that I only want to coach great athletes. I just want to coach athletes that want to be there. And so like you don't have to be extraordinary, but you gotta want extraordinary things for your own life and you got to want to be able to push you know however far that your capabilities would take you and so if you do that then we're, we're a good fit if you don't then we're not you know then we're not we're not gonna fit and so it was definitely a good thing to get to the point of like not having to take anyone and so in the group i have now it's like i feel like you know fuck like, it's like the end of you know when i going back to, i say art a lot because my my wife's an artist but you know when someone has been working on a sculpture for years and they finally get finished and they know the end is near because it's starting to be perfect and so the group i have right now i can't beat them and so like uh you know it's t- taking me this long to get this group of athletes and so you know this is this is my this is it this is my final masterpiece where i lay it out and see what they can do and then that's it i want to do other things like be with my family uh first off happy anniversary that that's awesome you know every every year is is special to celebrate another year together um but obviously 13 years uh, and with your wife being an artist uh, i'm sure that that's pretty time consuming as well (laughs) you know um how have you managed not only to grow yourself and your business, um, but also, you know, supported her and, and uplifted her in terms of helping her grow and, and chase her dreams as well. Well, that's a good question because like, um, like in these last few years, she's grown the most in, as an artist. And like um, a year ago, it was like, we've, we never ever argue. And so like a year, about a year ago now, uh, we had our first big argument, and I was uh, I honestly, it was a, it was a big, it was a good, it was a good changing point in, in our relationship. But like, um, I think that for once, I got myself in the situation by wanting to go back to school and like coaching all these athletes, and we were having a heck of a time as a squad too, because it was like we had we had grown to like near 30 athletes 30 weightlifters at this university and we grew quick and so there was growing pains there and like uh my my online business was not doing as well because i didn't have time to 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 do what i need to do online and so like you know so it wouldn't boil down and i wasn't working out well so i'd taken on too much is what happened and like i was in a pickle and all of a sudden she starts killing it and honestly i think i got you know, jealous. And like, I was having this midlife crisis and like, you know, we argued one just one day, it was just one argument. And like, I said things I had, I knew at the moment that came out of my mouth, I didn't mean it. And so like, um, you know, we took a break. I mean, we, we, you know, we walked away from, we didn't, hold on, I don't say this. Like we went in the other room. We didn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't do anything like that. But like I realized what I'd done to the person I love the most, and it was like the beginning of a major transition. It was like that's when I was like, you know, enough, and like enough, and like you know, I feel like a lot of coaches 
you know, and athletes, you know, we have, we spend our lives trying to prove our worth and like, you know, wanting people to say, Hey, you're a great coach or you're a great, whatever. And, you know, and when things don't go as planned, we, you know, at least for me, we don't know how to handle it. You know, like, um, I've been this world champion powerlifter and like everything I'd done was so good. And now it wasn't, it was, you know, it just, it wasn't. And so, um, but what it did, it forced me to see that, you know, that whole semester long, you know, that first semester of last year, I chiseled away at things in my life of like that, you know, I didn't enjoy, I didn't want to do, you know, like, for example, uh, I decided not to go full time at the university. Like I'm still the director, but I'm only going to coach, you know, a handful of the kids that are here. And meanwhile, we brought on a full time coach who uh, works with the program the most because um, I wanted to, you know, like I said, I, I've worked my way to that. I have the perfect group that I want to work with. And I, you know, I don't want to go outside of that. Now I want to spend time raising my family and being a good, uh, a good husband, good father. And I want to support my wife. And so then after that one argument, I've worked super hard and making sure I'm doing whatever you say, supporting her dreams and watching her grow as an artist. And now we are a part of it in each other. Like, you know, she's a part now. Um, she wasn't, but now she's a part of my business and I'm a part of her business. And so now it becomes this big teamwork thing. So it's been really the, the last year has been the most growth we've experienced as a couple. And it's been a lot of fun. And our whole family has, it's been a blessing all around. Like um, my, my priorities have shifted to, I'm going to always put them first. I'm going to always spend time with them every day. And like, uh, it's, it's been a big change. And so, um, and you know, still, I think still she wondered, she's worried that I will all of a sudden have this <laughs> midlife crisis again, but I'm not, I had it, you know, it forced me to see changes. I mean, I wrote this big, long, like, life thesis almost over christmas and like since then it's been good it's been um a lot better and now i'm getting better at saying no you know the thing is, is like you'll see that the longer you're in this career or any career you know you more and more opportunities doesn't mean you need to always take them and i'm getting really really good at saying no <laughs> so it's a big big help yeah no i'm i i understand you know we're uh my wife and i are kind of in a transition period we're wondering you know is is staying in this central texas area the right thing the housing market is crazy is staying in education the right thing yeah. teacher also and the way we see the trends going is is you know it's interesting um i remember talking to a, a buddy of mine and you know he asked me you know what is it that you're wanting to do and I feel like there's a kind of at a fork in the road, right? I, I don't necessarily desire to chase titles from a, like a football coach perspective, right? I, you know, right now I love just coaching defensive line. Right. But I also love the strength conditioning side of things and the relationships that I've made and the connections and the friendships from that and just diving deeper and deeper into that, um, you know, have been awesome and, I've met some amazing people that have become, you know, very close to me, um, you know, and then obviously with this podcast and my Twitter chats, like, but at the same time, I've put all of it 
well, all of it saying, you know, podcasts and, and the Twitter chats, I've paused them from time to time um, just because I've had to say no. I've had to step back and say, okay, what truly matters most? And, you know, then the other deal is just personal growth um, in my relationship with Christ and, and, and that, and just, that's a newer deal for me and just diving deeper into that. And, uh, I was, I was talking with, uh, Daniel McKim, uh, the other day and, uh, he was, we just talked about what you were talking about, you know, with, with your identities being wrapped up in what we were doing and right. leave that and you feel this like nakedness, right? You don't know where your worth is and just understanding that your worth is, is beyond what you actually do, right? Your, your worth is, is who Travis Mash is beyond just the coach, right? It's beyond just Amen. the director. So, yeah. I mean, I would totally agree. And I think all of us here, you know, fathers, like um, the way we act and the way that we place value, they see us. And so be careful. That was a great point, coach. He's like, yeah, if, if, you know, if our value is in like what people think of us, like if we're winning, you know, if, if our kids see our mood swinging based on what people are saying about us or how we're, we're doing, then they see that. And then that becomes their value. And like, I want my kids to, to value what Christ thinks. And like, when that's all said and done, everything we're doing is pretty silly, really. You know I mean? It's not silly. Like God put us in these jobs and, you know, our careers, but, but uh, how well we do is really silly. It's like, it's what we do to bring him to the forefront I mean, and I feel like, gosh, Christian men and women all, we forget that so much. It's like, you know, we get so hung up in like, you know, whatever it is that we're doing at the time that we forget really what is important, you know? Absolutely. Well, I know what, what's important is, is obviously the Olympics coming up and, and your other businesses, but is it possible to step back and reflect and go, and just kind of appreciate the blessings and opportunities that you've had where, you know, you talked about being in Greece and coaching these world-class athletes. Like, have you had a chance, you know, as this, you know, you, I guess, close this out, this chapter of your life in terms of coaching, have you taken any time to kind of reflect and go and pinch yourself going like, I can't, like, I don't even know how I got here. You know, it's like, um, Right now in my life, there's like um, a couple kids that's in it. You know, I've got, uh, you know, there's Ryan Grimsland who's like killing it right now. Yeah, we were in, you know, we're in Greece and he's going head to head with, you know, people who could potentially win the Olympics. And so, and then, so yes, looking at that and realizing that, you know, I've helped develop an athlete who could potentially medal or win the Olympics. It's like, um, yeah, that was mind blowing. Greece was because my wife was with me too, and it was beautiful. And just the whole experience, yeah, it was a time of like being very appreciative of the place God had put me in. And then, um, yet there's another. There's a boy on my team now too, Matt Weiniger, who's he's been with me since ten years old. And so, like, the fact that I get to share in his college life, I got the I got to coach him in elementary, middle, high school, and now college. So. Lately, I've been taking a lot of time to reflect on that. And then I was at the, um, yeah, I'm, I help Jim Aware now with education. And that's a lot. That's, that is what I really, truly enjoy is 
the education side of things. And so, and I was at the NHL combine and I started laughing, thinking the fact that here I am, this mountain kid, like, <laughs> I mean, like if, if people ever saw like where I grew up, like my wife is like not certain she wanted to get out of the car, but I, cause it's, it's deep mountains. It's like the, it's the mountains that you, you know, if you watch, what is it? Wrong turn. <laughs> it's, it's, but it's beautiful, but it's like, it's, you know, it's Appalachian mountains. And so it's everything you're, ever heard of if you know about the Appalachians and knowing that I that I grew up there and that you know I'm I'm with the best hockey players in the country helping them you know test how good of an athlete they are it was just insane you know it's like you know the odds of that boy becoming me is like one in a million so yeah I've, lately I've been really taking the time to reflect and stop you know you know it's so easy with social media all of us you know I talk about my athletes but to comp- stop comparing myself to people you know there's always gonna be somebody out there who is doing something a little bit better and so what you know i gotta think about where i come from you know heck if you think about it like uh thinking about president trump somebody out plenty of people out there are richer than him you know so like you know we look at him as in oh my gosh but i'm sure if he wants to he can reflect on somebody's even richer than him by the way that's not a political statement doesn't mean i follow or like president trump just an example so anyway yeah no i i i totally totally get it and um you 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 brought up the uh the gym aware and i I wanted to kind of close out with that and and kind of you know let's because kind of circles back to the to the beginning where you talked about your next chapter seeming to be more focused on education and coaching coaches and obviously you talked about going back to school and so you're a lifelong learner right you you have that consistent growth mindset so Talk about your kind of start. I don't know, and, and you can go as deep as you want, but just kind of that start with Jim Aware, how it's progressed, and kind of where you want it to go. If you have that kind of, you know, in your brain. Yes, I do. Like the whole point of coming back to school was like I started seeing, um, and then for all the coaches listening, something to think about. I started seeing the trend towards like companies hiring people for education and so like you know i guess the thought is is that you hire somebody who does a lot of work like through articles and videos to educate their followers on you know whatever it is that they do or you know or like you got play play you know flooring like they have a good education department it's you know they educate all kinds of different things with conditioning so it you know it draws people to them to learn and therefore become their customer when I saw that trend, I was like, man, that's exactly what I want to do. I want to, I just, I want to educate masses. You know, I thought about maybe do I want to be a professor, but now I can say I don't, you know, I like, you know, creating the content for you guys, all the coaches out there, because like, if you're a professor, now you're limited to just the people who can, you know, come back to school. And I'm at a school that's expensive and like, so I, you know, maybe I'll do some adjunct stuff but like it's definitely not going to be my main you know passion my passion would be you know creating things for gym aware like i just did a series on uh, velocity based training for high school and it was so much fun to show like high school coaches all the different ways to use velocity and how easy it is and why they should and here's how you implement so i dig that so that's why i went back to school i went back to school to be able to to do that very thing i just didn't think i would get you know, a company this soon. And so I'm, you know, I was a blessing that Jim Aware has already brought me on. And so I'm already doing what I like to do. And um, 
you know, it's, it's a great new avenue if you enjoy to teach. So, so I can still coach, you know, I still, you know, I'm coaching my, you know, like six solid athletes that I love to work with, but mainly I'm working on creating content that will help you guys. You know, I feel like if I can just teach as many coaches as possible, you know, the basics on, like I said, biomechanics, basics on physiology and anatomy, you know, the basics in, you know, athlete monitoring, and then, uh, you know, maybe, obviously, and then you got the programming and all that, but if you know these other things, the programming is easy, because, you know, if you understand biomechanics, and you understand physiology, and how to monitor athletes, then programming is easy, because you understand how the body works, you know, if I program X, this should be the adaptation, so I just want as many coaches out there as possible to know the basics, so you know, their athletes are benefiting from what they're doing, you know? Absolutely, man. I, I, I think you're off to, you're on to, to a great deal with that. Um, you know, understanding more of DBT and, and how it can apply. Um, you know, that's definitely something that I want to kind of dive deeper into. Um, and I know one of the biggest deals with, with that is the budget side, right? Yeah. So, getting the devices, getting the iPads, but then also coaching the coaches on how to do it. Um, yeah. You know, it's it, high school, full-time high school strength and conditioning coaches are growing, particularly in the state of Texas and in HSSCA and what they're yeah. doing. Everything is phenomenal. Um, but unfortunately it goes back to the upper admin and not understanding the value of that role. Uh, and they just see it as well. Well, the, the, that sport coach can coach the weight room, They're, but in reality, that's it's a huge undertaking to truly do it the right way. Right. Uh, you know, we've talked about it. you can you can give somebody a program, but do they understand its application? How to apply it? How to adjust it for their people? Uh, but then also how to how to do the progressions and regressions? I mean, it's. It's just so much that goes into it. A lot. And then if you don't understand, um, and I'm kind of getting on a soapbox because I'm, I see it a lot in the girls' side, um, and they're just, they're just kind of given a little, kind of given a bare minimum, um, and it's an, and it's unfortunate. It's a detriment, um, you know to those female athletes they deserve better i agree man so I, totally agree. I, I really hope that there are some admin that listen to this and find and find an understanding as to why those those roles are important not just for the athletic development but what we touched on earlier mental health um right improved c- cognitive you know function and most importantly lifelong healthy habits that they can right. well past the time with us Yes, it's, it's that is gonna be a, another big passion of mine is doing this education feat is to like educate you know the public too on the benefits of of strength and conditioning or exercise you know um, and of course obviously weightlifting being a big love of mine um, and when I say weightlifting I am lumping every, you know, I'm talking about lifting weights I'm not talking about the sport of weightlifting but how important it is to all those things you just mentioned and like youth obviously anyone who follows me out like you know, I'm a big proponent for, you know, young people being able to do strength training too, if they want, you know, if, if it's, if they dig it and they're having fun with it, 
you know, it's a safe or studies would say safer than most of the other sports. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Well, if they, if, if people don't already know where to find you, uh, I, I guess the question is what's the easiest way and then they can just branch off from there to get access to everything that is Travis Mashin in the future. You can go to masterly.com or if you're interested in velocity based training on, or the series that I'm doing with Jim aware, go to Jim And if you, you know, want, if you look into wanting to buy, um, by all means, email me, you know, you can email me at, uh, Travis at Jim If you have questions about velocity, you know, uh, or go just go read those articles. I'm working hard on these articles in the, in the videos and go learn. Now this, we're going to, now we're starting a series of like, of topics that aren't necessarily about velocity. So, you know, the goal is to have a full education side of things outside of just, you know, velocity, but so far we've done a lot about velocity. So go there, jamoria.com. If you want to buy anything, you can use code mash five, get a little discount. There we go. Always saving, always saving money is a good idea. So Make sure to follow Coach Mash, check out Jim Aware, check out all the things that he's doing, and and just thank you for taking the time, man. It's it's been an honor and a pleasure, and I appreciate all that you're doing for the the industry and, and what you have planned for the future. I, I think it's you're laying a great foundation for an out or you've already laid a great foundation, but the, the legacy that you're leaving is is huge and, and the ability to impact so many is sincerely appreciated. Appreciate you, man.